stuff over here. Y'all gonna have to go to the other side. They grab him. They push him. They hold him. They double team him. And there are some who don't go by the book when trying to stop him. Leg with my hand or something. I'm gonna break his neck. He went to. Hey, Shula, you better hope I never get back in there. I will kick your. And Lawrence Taylor can make good on a threat. Go get up. You didn't have to do that. Hey, you just, hey, you just play, baby. Just play. He's changed the game of football. The NFL, as we've touched upon many times, is the King Kong of sports betting in the sports betting world or the whale when it comes to big time sports betting. But a couple of points of business we need to get out of the way up front. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended to constitute gambling advice. Views and opinions expressed are solely those of the commentators and do not reflect the views of Sirius XM or its affiliates, nor do those views or opinions guarantee or increase the likelihood of any outcome. If you choose to engage in any gambling activity, you do so at your own risk. Sirius XM Sportsbet Primetime, August 26th, Fantasy Football. Primer. Drafts are around the corner. Are we sure we're ready? if they still the kids these days still call it when you throw a pass deep downfield they still call it a bomb throwing the long bomb uh realize that maybe a bit of an outdated term uh going deep is something we hear more airing it out uh anyhow so i'm not sure the bomb is the thing but we have the bomb here for you who told you to put the bomb on jackie child's seinfeld shout out uh no but bombs fantasy bombs as we're talking about five from john five from me bombs golden nuggets little tidbits of information that maybe just increases your confidence in a conclusion that you've already arrived at uh, an inference you've already drawn for yourself but either way we're making you that much more confident when we identify these value opportunities if there's a late round value for an individual player maybe because of a change in circumstances or just them stepping up into a new opportunity that's emerged for them this year or whatever the case may be, there is a little bit of digging that we all do, but when we identify these value plays, uh, it's maybe adds a little bit more enjoyment, a little more fun, as if it's a result of your own research. So we want to talk about some of those. Uh, I've got some fantasy bombs from each of us, five for each of us. So we're going to start with that. And then we got a full slate of preseason games coming up this weekend, uh, whether it's today or over the weekend. I think it's 10 games uh, that are staring us right in the face. So we're going to get some preseason game picks from you, John, and we're also going to talk about a couple of things that I'd identified ahead in these games. And then in addition to who's going to win and spreads and value opportunities and plays and all those things, we also have some other NFL news, notes, happenings. Hard to keep up. So much in the news, so much, right? It's hard to stay on top of it all, isn't it, John? Matt, really, you know, it's like the best time of year. I know I've said that several times over the last <laughs> few pods, but you know, you don't know what to do. You, you got to worry about fantasy. You got to worry about NFL. You uh, you got to worry about NFL preseason. And you know what? The other thing is, is that you you can consider 
discussing college football too that's how crazy a time of year it is just wait till we get to the nba and nhl matt that's when it's going to be the craziest mm-hmm. but uh yeah i love this time of year I, I pour over stuff constantly so i'm really uh really excited to chat good okay nfl uh betcast number one not betcast live that's coming down the pike john is it the pike or the pipe i say pipe but you know, I don't know what it's actually in the pipeline, something in the pipeline that we're working on, or is it coming around the turnpike? But it doesn't matter. I probably got it wrong. Let's go well, with let's, that. Let's talk. Let's talk about this more. This is fun. Uh, pike and pipe. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they're here for. Uh, a lot of things in the hopper, but we, uh, the betcast that we want to have our sole focus, especially on Friday, timing wise, we can get stoked heading into the weekend. We can uh, maybe recap the Thursday night game once we get rolling with those in the in the regular season. But also as you're trying to prepare for your bets on Sunday morning, and then you can fold in any sort of late scratches due to injury or whatever else it is. But we're using the information we've compiled for our individual power rankings. We've talked about that in previous shows. Of course, we want to update it as the season goes along. And even in the preseason, there's developments. Uh, you and I were talking about uh, fantasy. We're going to get into our fantasy bombs, as I mentioned. But one of them, uh, Ty Quan, I think his name is Thornton, the rookie wide receiver with the Patriots. Uh, am I right, John? Is that the guy's name? That's what we we're talking about. Yep. Ty Thornton. Who uh, is a crazy speed burner, 428. I think he had the number 140 time at the combine. And Belichick looking for another Randy Moss uh, product out there on the flank. and But lo and behold, the news that he, what was it, John? He's out with broken uh, collar. I don't know if it's broken, but it's a collarbone. He's out eight weeks. Eight weeks. So, you know, that's the type of stuff that's evolving, and that's one of the many things that you factor in, along with a lot of other stuff for your early power rankings. Right, John? Absolutely. If you, you know, you've got to, you can look at magazines and websites all you want, but if you've got to have the update information, no matter what, with injuries and, and, and frankly, the injuries of the, of the, of the, of the teammate uh, that might, might be, uh, that might be, might come into play because that means then the player you might like or dislike will get more or less carries or more or less catches or more or less touches than uh, than they you would have thought uh, even two weeks ago or two days ago. Okay, we're going to get into fantasy bombs in a second. We have a couple of things we want to get out of the way. But just on that point, before I forget, John, who's stepping up in Rob Gronkowski's retirement? The, the guy. So Cameron Brait is the likely candidate there. Uh, as we talked about, and everyone knows, Brady led the NFL at 45, 46, whatever he is. Uh, in touchdowns and passing yards last year. I think he had a lot of the highest attempts too. But the point is, lead in passing yarders. If you're looking for a receiver uh, that's going to pay off in fantasy, maybe in some late round value, how about a tight end like Cameron Brait stepping up in Gronk's absence, right, John? Yeah, he's uh, he's very much, he knows the system. Uh, but you know who else is there, Matt, is um, is Kyle Rudolph from uh, from from the, from the Vikings. So um, I think both of them are deep sort of TE2s. Uh, they that that would be one of your fantasy bombs that you talk about. You know, he uh, for sure Brait um, knows the system, and um, I don't think he has the same presence as a Gronkowski. But uh, geez, he got a bunch of catches last year and a bunch of uh, touchdowns. So yeah, he would be. He's you know he's right now he's at uh, at, at te deep te te two. Pardon me. TE2 level, uh, you certainly uh, can get to the uh, 12, 14, 16 range, I think, with um, with, a, with a fully healthy Brady, for sure. The other one we talked about a lot, and that's so up in the air, you can't keep up uh, with this stuff. It happens so fast. But with the Rams, it's still unclear what Odell Beckham Jr. is doing, right? Last I heard, he's still shopping 
around and uh, different teams trying to get him to come there and might go back to the Rams, might go to the Bills, might go to the Giants. I think he was joking around about going back to the Giants. That seems weird. He's going to be kicking the crap out of the kicker's net again and uh, whatever else. Uh, so those things, are, and, and we, but one of the ones in terms of fantasy nuggets or fantasy bombs that we identified before, but hey, I'll mention it again, Allen Robinson II to the Rams. He, he's already there, and uh, the OBJ question is open, but it's exciting to think about uh, Robinson's ability in that offense, which was obviously clicking on all cylinders last year, and to add a receiver of that quality and strength and power and a guy that can just kind of go get it. Uh, stepping into that offense is an interesting prospect. So that's one. Uh, should I keep going with my five, yeah, John, or do you want to start? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'll just uh, I'll I'll just react to that to saying you, you mentioned Robinson, and I mean he absolutely is live. What would he be? He'd be a WR two. I can't a WR three maybe low end WR three a high end WR three. He's going to be easily be a W two in that offense this year. I don't think there's any question about it. I got it. He looks like he's probably in the 22, 24 range among wide receivers. He's easily sort of, you can easily see him in the 12, 14, 16 range uh, at the end of the year. Yeah, and the departure, obviously, Cooper Cup, number one overall for wide receivers in some of the rankings. I'm seeing Allen Robinson in the, they're all over the place, as you just said. Yep, uh, yep. It's completely valid, we just said. But the one I'm looking at has him ranked 30th overall. Ooh, so, no, no way. Yeah, you'd think there'd be some opportunity there for him. And he, I could see him, can you see him just having a monster year? I'm not saying you want to bet your house on it, but it's, uh, it's within the realm of possibility. All right, so next I have uh, sort of a smaller one, but with, it's, it's, it's not just the first round, John. That's the key to a successful. Uh, probably is the most important one, but your roster, we talked about the merits and the substance of having depth when it comes to running back in particular uh, and the likelihood of injury at running back and just building out that depth in your roster in the anticipation of some attrition at that position. But Hassan Hoskins for the Tennessee Titans, of course, we think about Derrick Henry and King Henry, and he's going to be... Uh, but he has... He's going to be dominant again, as we all know, most likely. But he has some risk for injury, of course. All right, And I, he didn't play after, what, week seven, and then he looked horrible when he tried to come back in the, playoff. In the playoff game. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Hassan Hoskins, rookie from Michigan, uh, has had positive reviews in camp and may get more time than anticipated if Henry goes down. He had five touchdowns in one game versus Ohio State last year. So there's some deep, deep Deep state, uh, low round value for there, John Hassan Hoskins. Any thoughts on him? You know what? You know what's so good about him is if you like him as to offer some standalone value, Matt. How about him as a handcuff to um, to um, King Henry? Right? Like he's you should absolutely go up a round or two to get him, because, especially if you have Henry in the first round. Sort of like a Chuba 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 Hubbard yeah. and uh, handcuff with uh, CMC last year. There's another good one, right? Because you know CMC's getting injured again. <laughs> oh no! Heaven forfend, but it's oh, high boy. likelihood, right? So everybody's nervous. Those people that have picks two through five type thing are really nervous about uh, CMC for sure. Terry McLaurin is my next one. John, fantasy bomb number three. Uh, so we have uh, he for the Washington Commanders. Don't call him Redskins. Don't call him football team. Uh, they were, I was reading a note. He, had, he finished number one in the NFL in targets last year that were deemed uncatchable uh, from a stat cast perspective. So huge upgrade there going from, what's the outgoing guy, Heineke, John? Yep. Uh, to Carson Wentz with his big money and uh, former MVP candidate many years ago. Once upon a time, John, right? But yeah. uh, so look for a huge uh, upgrade or 
uh, breakout for Terry McLaurin with the Washington Commanders. Now that he's got a competent quarterback there targeting him, uh, what did you call? What you call him when we talked to him? Scary Terry, Matt. Don't don't. Uh, I love the fact that you like Scary Terry. He's my he's one of my favorites. I got a mid mid wr mid wr two. You know, if he connects with Wentz and Wentz has connected with the receivers before, he could easily be a wr one. All right, I'm going to keep going. Number four, fantasy bombs. I feel like we should have a look at a sound drop here where some sort of bomb goes off. Or the Gap Band. Remember the Gap Band? You dropped a bomb on me. That's a good one. That's Uh, a great song. How about, uh, I agree. How about Russell Gage coming over from the lowly Falcons to the Bucks? I'm noting Chris Godwin, who obviously Tom likes, Tom Brady likes, uh, still coming off the ACL, may not be available for week one, last I read. So Russell Gage. Again, late round value. He's on the list I saw. He's the 40th on the list of wide receivers. So maybe you can touch on sort of WR2, WR3 designation and what that means, John. But think about Russell Gage as a later round wide receiver value. Again, catching passes in that offense on the strength of that team near the top of most power rankings. From Tom, He, um, you, you know the per- performance and the production will be there. You got Mike Evans eight straight thousand yard seasons on the other side Chris Godwin if he gets healthy again and the uh, rest of the cast of characters there in Tampa Bay so it seems to be some value for Russell Gage wouldn't you think John for the Bucks? I, I really like Russell Gage he sort of projects as a WR4 type type spot preseason you mean if, if Godwin even has a has a misstep and Julio Jones is not going to be healthy all year he he will easily get uh, you know number uh, you know WR um, team WR two uh targets so uh, yeah i expect him to actually to return a huge at least a round or two value from uh being wr uh wr4 he'll easily be a wr3 and maybe higher if the other two guys don't connect can you give us 60 seconds worth what do we really mean when we say wr2 wr3 what does that really mean yeah i i think i think I mean, I mean, it's different for different people but this is the way i do it and it's the way lots of people do it you don't you know, I, I, I tier my my individual positions, Matt. So I, I don't look at the rounds. I don't expect a certain player at a certain time. I just think, okay, if I want to get a WR1, he would have to be – that's who I want. As late as possible, I want to get him. So WR1 would be numbers in just standard league, 12, 12, uh, 12 draft slots. So WR1 would be 1 through 12. If you have a guy that's WR15, he would be WR2 in your on your fantasy team. So you could imagine starting out with Debo Samuel, okay, as your WR1, and Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin as your WR2. It mm-hmm. doesn't really matter what round you get those guys, but if you rank them like that, that sort of separates and compartmentalizes the the running backs and the WR uh, the wide receivers and things like that so I'm not targeting I'm just targeting as as high quality a talent as I can in the in the in the as late as round as I possibly can and and um, so some people do it that way okay. some people just go by rounds okay another question for you yep. a little less serious What's going on with Antonio Brown? Is he taking the shirt off and doing uh, the, uh, what do you call him, jumping jacks, running off the field yeah. and throwing the jersey into the crowd and any of that happening this year? I don't know. I just, with the Bucks? God, you know, when he had, when he was, I don't know when he was, uh, what's the term, lucid? Uh, but what, like, <laughs> he was doing all right with the with the, with the the Bucks last year. It was valuable and, and Tom Brady liked them. And, and then he goes off the deep end. 
and then he, did you read that the other day when he said, uh, I, I feel bad about not being able to watch me play football or something like that? <laughs> he's attacking that? Brady too for manipulating things. So, so he's gone then? He's yeah, done? Yeah, retired? No, yeah, he's, exactly. he's, doing a, he's doing a rap career. Do you read, I mean, there's, this is widely available on YouTube or Twitter or whatever, whatever your favorite social media is. It's like this just plumb awful um, take or this song, I guess is what it is. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be slick with my uh, modern, with my, uh, with my words, and saying like, no, the song was awful, and 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 he was on song. stage and talking, to, you know, doing this. I don't know what it was. So I, I just, all I'm saying, Matt, is that there's 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 something there. Like he was he he was really good at football. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and now. Why, about, why, why, why he thinks he can be good at dancing or good at be good at singing or good at <laughs> something like that. Right? How about he's on stage, he's doing this rap uh, deal, uh-huh. and then what about he just goes for a couple passes yeah. while he's up there? Yeah. Someone just floats a couple in, and then he does like a, a like he caught a touchdown, and then he just does some moves. What do you think? Would that be would the crowd be into it, or would so, they be would they feel bad, or would they be like, all right? So I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's funny, and people would go crazy. This, his music fans would go crazy uh, if he has any. But I, I just I don't know. I I just I just thought he you know he's a like in those Pittsburgh years, like he was a very sort of quiet, mild mannered sort of guy that just collected huge yards, huge receptions, huge touchdowns, and he was I think he might have been a number one pick one year if I wasn't mistaken in in, in many fantasy football drafts, and for him to. You know, to sort of bounce back to something last year and, and just not hit what he could have hit um, going forward just doesn't. I mean, it's, it's he's getting wrong. He's getting wrong advice, or maybe he's just that of that type personality. I, I don't know, but um, yeah. All right. Well, so when we're having a rough table, just think at least yeah. we're not doing we're what not, he's we're doing. Not Antonio Brown. So, so f- number five, fantasy bomb. Yep. I'm going to drop the bomb. I'm going to throw the bomb, John. You ready? Yep. Hail Mary. How about yep? How about Mister? Jameis Winston mm-hmm. on the list I saw. That's a great one. Coming off injury, of course. I think it was an ACL. Lots of ACL injuries. No shortage of those. Uh, just looking at my notes. Jameis Winston, healthy. He's got a new two-year contract. Their offense was horrid uh, last year. His receiver package. You ready for this, John? Remember Michael Thomas? We were mm-hmm. talking about this before the show. How about, he still holds a single-year record. or He set the record for most receptions in a single year in, the, in NFL history. How about that little detail of an achievement so he's apparently healthy again he's back chris alave the stud receiver out of ohio state is a rookie he's there jarvis landry how about him rounding out the package of receivers alvin Kamara still under investigation for whatever criminal offense uh unfortunately but you're saying he's potentially going to be there and so right. you think about big arm Jameis winston throwing Rip, ripping the ball around that park. Uh, you know, they got a new, sort of a new turning the page, obviously moving on from Breeze and from Sean Payton, who both, both moved on to broadcasting and so on. But a healthy Jameis Winston slung, slinging the rock around to that crew of receivers, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, hopefully Kamara in the mix. Uh, can't you see, he's currently ranked the 38th quarterback on the list that I saw. Sorry, not 30, 28th, 28th in the list of quarterbacks. No. For the NFL, you can get 27 guys ahead of them. So if you're looking for some late-round value for a quarterback pick, John, we talked about sort of waiting until later in the draft to get your quarterback sometimes. We won't revisit that. But but what do you think about him as a 28th-ranked quarterback? Shouldn't that be? Shouldn't he put up some numbers down there? That's uh, you. I've got several points on that, Matt. That's bang on. It's probably one of my favorite things that you've said there. It's like, I first of all, three things. I, I absolutely love the Saints this year. Okay, I put them up with a mm. uh, long shot play with the Eagles. 
that's how much I like them. I think I love their defense. And yeah, does the Camara situation make me nervous? It does. But I, you read a little bit about the situation, and you can't beat the crap out of people and, and not and get away with it. But the NFL has generally allowed these things to happen because the only jurisdiction they have is the is the um, personal conduct policy, and they generally do those things in the off season. Be hard to see them actually come down hard on Camara and the Saints, frankly. Um, <laughs> You know, right mm-hmm. during the season, mm-hmm. I don't need a snicker other than the fact that we're, this is the way we're talking about it in, in these football terms. Um, so, if he's healthy, which he is, and he's you know he's he's clear of the personal conduct policy, I mean he's he's an elite RB one, right? To me, yep. And then and then you go to those wide receivers, and they've got Thomas. Would you mention my, Matt WR three four type range? That's absurd. He's yeah. gonna. He's easily gonna get to a WR two. He was a number one and you know WR one first overall at one level uh, um, uh, player in, in fantasy. And Olave is well regarded. And Jarvis Landry and um, you know, Marquez Callaway. I mean, these guys are all very right on right on point. And Winston, remember, he was pretty good until he got hurt last year. Give me, give me those those guys, those offensive fantasy players. Um, give them, give them an extra round or two when you're uh, when you're going through your drafts. Yeah, I'd like it. Yeah, Mike, to your, answer your question. So on the list, I'm looking at Michael Thomas ranked number 26, and Jarvis Landry 58. Jesus, at Lave not on the list. Yeah. <laughs> to me, there's some value there. Oh, sorry, there is 80. Chris Lave 80. Yeah. So this, they're they're all all those guys. Kamara's ranked as a as an RB one. So I I think they've got, probably got him sort of marked uh, all right. But Winston is obviously gonna gonna blow through that uh, that that ranking as well as the wide receivers. No, I I really really like the um, I like the Saints this year. I think they're easily gonna go over their win total and uh, and 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 flirt with uh, um, you know the Bucks uh, for the. Uh, for their for their uh, division lead, although I like the Panthers too, but uh, that's more of a long shot play. So no, uh, give me some Saints uh, in fantasy this year for sure. All right, that's the fifth of my fantasy bombs. I think they were uh, sufficiently. I did some serious damage with those bombs, John. What do you got for us on your five? <laughs> did you really? There's some your, good stuff. Your five will surpass my five. No, I'm sure. no. They, what they'll do is, uh, is 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 the different perspectives. I think, and which which is which is what it, what this kind of stuff is, uh, what this stuff is all about. Matt really is is uh, hey, you know. We all have different perspectives. Opinions, yep. Yeah, and and you're you're you know what you're trying to do is uh, is um, is is offer different takes on different things. So um, now some of these things I we have discussed before, but I'm looking for remember the best teams who might have the best players. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to drop a few bombs that is counter to some of that <laughs> stuff. Okay, no, no, this is meant to be like drop I've some said, grenades. Yeah, I've, I've said I've said some stuff about getting the best teams and getting the best players from those teams that you think are going to be the best teams, right? But you know who I who is going to absolutely blow past theirs their early early ranking preseason ranking is Darnell Mooney from the Chicago Bears. What you said, good teams though. That's that's my point. <laughs> I'm saying I'm looking for now. Uh, what am I doing? Well, I have the Bears in my bottom five worst teams. Me too. So they're you know, very like, very close to the bottom. What are they going to do? Uh, so I'm looking now for talent from those weak teams that may actually emerge, and there's enough with Fields, Montgomery, and Mooney that they could and commit at tight end. There's enough fantasy value that they're going to they're going to distribute the ball reasonably well. 
Mooney is now a WR3. He's listed as a WR3 going forward. To me, there is no way he's going to blow past that. He's going to be a WR2 going forward. Pardon me, at the end of the year. he's Target him in your drafts. He's probably... But, you know, like, uh, just think of him as, as having, you can imagine having somebody like, uh, you know, Debo, you know, uh, Debo Samuel as your, as your, uh, as your WR1, yeah. you know, T Higgins as your WR2 and Darnell Mooney as your WR3, you're going to win the whole thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's how I, how I view it for, um, for Darnell Mooney. So that's my number one bomb. What do you think? I love it. So a lot of people, the jury's still out on Justin Fields, right? Like some people mm. think he's he's sort of young. He's coming into his own. He's still young, uh, but they, he's that dual threat, and he's got the big arm, and so people still think. But I, I think the clock is ticking. The fuse is getting shorter on him. Uh, but Mooney is a WR3. Seems like tons of value. I agree. Um, but that team's going to be awful, and I know what you're saying. It's, uh, it's For fantasy perspective, we're not talking about win totals here. So, yeah, makes sense for, uh, for Darnell Mooney. Okay. So on to number two. Uh, I've talked about this guy before, maybe last pod, two pods ago, but watch out for Alan Lazard this year. He is going to be, uh, he's going to be the WR1 on the Packers team, okay? But they've got him listed in this sort of WR3 range for the uh, overall um, in fantasy. But you saw Aaron Rodgers two or three years ago, maybe four years ago, talk about how much he really likes Lazard, all right? So, So Sammy Watkins... Yep. What two? Sammy Watkins. Uh, Let's say Cobb. You got who? Cobb. I, so here's here's my here's my five here's my five receivers. I have I personally have Lazard as number one on that group of five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I have Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, and the two uh, rookies, Christian Watson and uh, Romeo Dubs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those are the five receivers. To me, the guy that's going to dominate those those touches is Lazard. Mm-hmm. Rogers likes him. He needs somebody like that. Jordy Nelson back from the day. You know, Devontae Adams from last year. It's going to be Lazard this year. All right? So. I see Lazard, Watkins, Cobb listed as the starting three uh, wide receivers. Yeah, keep going. So Lazard, Lazard to me, like he, if if he gets him, if he gets him the ball, you can imagine he's going to be the next Devontae Adams. And I'm not questioning the talent level. Uh, Mm. There's, there's difference, but Rogers has a point to make. It's not only narrative. Rodgers calls the shots in Green Bay, okay? So um, he's going to make sure that Lazard ends up being successful, and he's absolutely going to get past the WR3 value, and and he's going to flirt with WR1 value, in my estimation, because the Packers' offense will be humming this year. What do you think? I love it. I love the Packers. There's just so much depth of talent there. We've talked about, uh, and you've made been very clear on this, about, uh, you know, is Devontae Adams... Devontae Adams because of him or because of Aaron Rodgers and that offense and Matt LeFleur, as Stephen A. likes to call him. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing, isn't it? But I think you and I agree on that one, that it's more attributable to A-Rod than anything else. And But just some of the guys like, is it Jer Alexander? Mm-hmm. Uh, highest graded cornerback in the league. And you, you realize it's like, it's not just A-Rod. And he's not staying with that team just for his health. It's mm-hmm. because it's the deepest team on, you know, defensively and just the studs on that team. And so... Um, yeah, number 23 overall player in the NFL. How you like that yeah. for uh, Jerry Alexander? David Bakhtari, uh, the offensive tackle. Uh, Pro Football Focus has him as, I'm looking at my notes, number one pass blocker, number one offensive tackle in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Little details like, like, how's that sound? Would yeah. you like to have that guy on your team? Both of those dudes missed all of last year. 
you know, and they had, the, they were 13 and four. So get those guys back. Uh, you know, their safety, Adrian Amos, number 40 player in the NFL, according to pro football focus, not the number 40 safety, <laughs> the number 40 player in the sport. Uh, arguably the best safety in the NFL defense end, uh, Rashawn Gary, number 49 player in the NFL, according to pro football focus, you know, uh, obviously Devontae Adams gone, uh, MVS is gone, Sammy Watkins in, as we touched on. Uh, but those guys returning from injury, adding to a team that was 13 and four, adding Sammy Watkins, etc. I really like the Packers. Uh, the more I sort of scratched the surface on these guys and looked at uh, who's in and who's out and so on, they, I think they ended up in the top three in my power rankings. I just got to pull it up. But but yeah, so love the uh, love Aaron Rodgers in that spot. And would he become? Would he come back? Would he still be motivated if it wasn't a chance to win, John? One hundred percent. No, you're 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 singing my song here, Matt. This is this is an Aaron Rodgers team. He want he. You could just tell that he's he's he's. And, and, and this is an aside from that, but he's he's like he's like low end QB one uh, QB one in, in in most fantasy lists. Say, like, are you guys out of your minds? Like this, if this guy's motivated, just because he lost his big wide receiver is not going to mean he's not going to throw the ball down the field. You know what I mean? So I echo that. I I agree with you. I love that defense and the and the players you mentioned, and 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 he's going to bring that offense to another level. The running back is the running backs are going to be there with Jones and Dylan, so they'll have a nice balance. And Tanyan is a is a wonderful tight end. No, no, no. This is this is a serious team and. Um, I'm I'm all into with your uh, with the Packers on uh, in that division for sure. Saw Callan Calher just briefly making a funny comment. He's uh, I hadn't heard, but Sammy Watkins was sort of reviewing the quarterbacks. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, no, Aaron Rodgers is at another level. Like, uh, and somehow Mahomes was like down a tick, right? That's amazing. I, I I was kind of impressed with that. Now he's doing that because it's his teammate, I'm sure. But you know I mean, like I think a lot of people might sort of see that Aaron Rodgers has been around a long time and at a very high level. Mahomes has been good. There's no question. Obviously, he's an, an elite player, but he hasn't done it for the same level of the same level of tenure that Rodgers has. Um, let's see, he does that for for another four or five years, then you'll get uh, you'll get people saying that you know uh, that Watkins comment is crazy, but. No, Matt, we're on the same page on the Packers, and uh, I just that was number two for me is okay. Lazard. This is great. Keep going. Yep, Lazard is going to be uh, blow through his uh, WR three value. All right. Okay. Yeah. So that. So yeah. That's yeah. In terms of the value, and it's that's really what it's about, right? So where did you say he was uh, landing for? Yeah, uh, got, I got. I think he's a, he's thirty one on my mid list. 30s? Yeah, yeah. So low to mid thirties there on uh, on your list. Mid thirties on my list. It's just, that's crazy. He's gonna get to. Uh, he's hmm. gonna get to. Uh, to me, the teens, um, hmm. mid-teens, and 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 um, so be serious. So on this, John. So that's one of the props, right? That we could look at, and just we'll come back to your last three fantasy bombs or your big three fantasy bombs in a second. Props that we can look to on Bet Rivers. So Bet Rivers, of course, our partner. So all of the or the lion's share of the betting opportunities that we talk about in this space, John. You can find a related wager on. Bet Rivers, you go to betrivers.ca or betrivers.com. If you're new, just you'll see a big, juicy red rectangular button in the top right corner, John. You can't miss it. It says, join now. <laughs> Click on that button, and you will be taken automatically to another screen where you input your information, of course. You sign up for the account, and in the affiliate field, you just have to enter one word, John, and that one word is? Prime time. Beautiful. 
Deion Sanders couldn't have said it better himself. Mm-hmm. Or uh, who was the guy from? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, so prime time, one word in the affiliate cold field, and you're on your way. And this is an example. Alan Lazard for receiving yards. To me, on the basis of what you just explained, why can't he be in that discussion, right? And I bet you can get some pretty good odds on him. Yeah, I'm guessing. I mean, I don't. See, they 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 have Rogers and AJ Dillon and and a few other bets here on there. But you know, they're they're going to uh, no Lazard is going Lazard's going to go for a big number. It's he's a fantasy star, and and I think I think this is what what sports betting is evolving into or the sports gambling broadly is evolving into is that you know we focus in a lot of fantasy stuff here um specifically at this time of year but this is more sports betting right if you really like alan lazard as i do just look for a prop okay that says over or under 900 yards whatever it is i don't even know what it is but i'm I'm, what i'm suggesting is is that you don't even have to put them on your fantasy team if you really 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 like um, Alan Lazard, just bet him over in the props, you know, and you could do this for seriously for almost any um, skill position player uh, in the NFL. Just got to just got to search around. And, um, you know, the specific prop that uh, that Bet Rivers has is an A.J. Dillon one over 850 rushing yards. Right. So I see Alan Lazard, John, just I'm yep. got my computer in front of me, obviously, but I see Alan Lazard plus 5000 at Bet Rivers uh, and the odds on betting pros you can see the odds aggregator and the different options there but he is so far down the list of course the usual suspects near the top of the list cooper cup justin jefferson jamar chase Devontae adams the aforementioned cd lamb stefan diggs travis kelsey so cooper cup at plus 900 but if you're thinking about the value and an alan lazard for the packers with the two-time going for the three-peat mvp quarterback thrown on the rock Seems like a pretty interesting bet to me. Fifty to one, did you say? Yeah. Wow, that's kind of interesting. So, anyways, like, like, it's easy to get gushy about the whole thing, and and and, but fifty to one is not gushy. Okay, that's just you're just saying that he's gonna be he's gonna be really good, all right, and he's gonna blow past stuff like that and using the term over and over. But you know, he he's gonna get there on um, on. Uh, on, on, on his on his on his individual props and and certainly do well in fantasy. As I like the I, I like the uh, the depth of the options for props and futures on Bet Rivers, John. It's more your expertise, obviously. But how do you feel it stacks up uh, relative to the other books that you can go to? Yeah, well, it's got a it's got three really important things to me and 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 to other sort of uh, newbie and, and and sophisticated players alike. Uh, it's got a massive amount of markets okay it's like they they're so good matt they actually break the the props down into the individual teams like if you like a particular team you can just click on their buffalo bills and just all the props that are seasonal props that are there you can just click on them and say oh geez i'm gonna take them to make the playoffs at such and such price you know that's amazing the other things are like you know, their in-game, their in-game uh, marketplace is really good too. Mm-hmm. Like they're quick, and you know, you just if you if you like a particular team uh, to bounce back or to extend their lead, their their markets are fresh, and you know, you can click and uh, away you go. Right? It's 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 very important to me because I think that's sort of evolving to something special in sports betting. The and, in-game thing is yeah, uh, yeah. evolving, and it's increasingly popular. Right? That's right, and and and, and that's to me. You have to have a very sharp, very, very crisp platform when it comes to those kinds of things. Um, okay, and then the third one would be uh, we're talking about uh, MLB. Uh, you know the the live streaming. 
You know, the live mm-hmm. streaming is right there. You can watch the games right there. So, I mean, that's so cool. That's the, among the best mm-hmm. things you could you could have. You, you you made a bet and you're watching the game right in front of you. You know, and you're, you're out of market stuff, of course. It's uh, it's 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 you know, you, you watch our Blue Jays, which was wonderful last night. I don't know if you stayed up for the end of that. I one, did. <laughs> and uh, but if you want if you wanted to watch uh, uh, you know Los Angeles Angels against Seattle Mariners game, you can watch that right on the right on the Bet River screen. So yeah. We're going to get your thoughts on the Blue Jays game at the end of this, John. But let's go back to, so we love Bet Rivers. Uh, be there. Join now. Big. I said. I think I said red. It's a more of a yellow-orange button in the top right corner. Or log in if you're already a subscriber. But yeah, betrivers.ca on Ontario. Uh, regional jurisdictions apply, of course, and as do age restrictions. But let's go. Let's get back to the fun stuff, or equally fun stuff, John. And that is number three, fantasy bombs. John, let's, okay. let's hear it. I got an odd one, Matt. Okay, Josh Jacobs. All right, uh, sort of a player that uh, lots of people know, and so on. He's sort of uh, the um, Las Vegas Raiders running back, by the way. They've got him in, in, in many magazines and many websites as as, as a near RB two, a low end RB two. That's absurd. The guy is in a the guy is in a um, a contract season, and is absolutely going to get to. RB1 status. Bet on yourself. Bang on, Matt. <laughs> you know, he is, and if, if everybody is all excited about the Raiders, right? And there's reason to be. They got Devontae Adams, so they'll, he'll, he'll, he'll attract a lot of attention. So the run game will be there for the, for the, for the Raiders, okay? While he's not the perfect pass catcher, he will catch balls out of the, out of the backfield. And he's got Josh McDaniels there. I think that's important for a lot of people to understand that he is the architect of some of those great Patriots offenses. Right. So give me uh, Josh Jacobs to easily get past his uh, RB2 status and climb into RB1 status. What say you, Matt? Uh yeah, I, I love the comment on Josh McDaniel, so I agree with you on that. He'll make it happen. Offensive line ranking for the Raiders, not good, uh, either from ESPN Football Power Index or from the uh, Pro Football Focus to the sources that we like. So that could be problematic. But Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, lighting it up. It's got to take some pressure off your running game, right? Defense has to set up accordingly and back off and uh, have to guard against the passing game, which should be good. Uh, so Josh Jacobs ranked number 18 on the list of running backs, John, but you're saying is an RB2. There's a lot of value there, uh, both pounding in it and in the uh, passing game as well. He'll be involved. Yeah. So uh, airmark him from RB1 status. He, you know, he's, you know, I mean, uh, running backs obviously go pretty early. You know, he's not he's not going to last to the fifth, sixth, seventh round or whatever it is. But I just I just think he's going to surpass some of these guys that are already in RB1 territory, and uh, you get him. A, he's a great value. All right. Okay. I like it. Yep. Okay. Uh, on a similar, similar, on a similar vein, um, we've got a guy that that was a lot of people have heard of about this time last year. Great college player, but I like Travis Etienne Jr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember him from Clemson? Mm-hmm. You remember him and Trevor Lawrence were partners back in the day, and said, "Okay." Um, Let's 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 uh, let's uh, draft these two guys and let's see if they can grow together as they did during those Clemson years. What happens? Travis Etienne gets injured and is out for the year. Well, he's back and he's healthy and he's got a new coaching regime in place and he's he's buddies with Trevor Lawrence. He's going probably mid 
uh, w, um, sorry, sorry, RB2 range kind of thing, which is still pretty early in drafts. I know a lot of you will will look at me and sort of think he's going he's going early, buddy. He to me, he's going to get to RB1 status, Matt. Mm. He's going to be this guy that yeah, he's essentially a rookie, but understands the playbook. You know, he'll, he's been part of the system. I get there's different regimes, but he's still part of the culture, the Tampa Bay culture that uh, that uh, and he would have been talking to Trevor Lawrence all those years. So Lawrence won't uh, pardon me all those months. So Lawrence and him together going forward. And I think there's enough wide receiver depth there with Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones to have Travis Etienne from a sort of mid to low end RB2 to get to RB1 status. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I like it. Jacksonville's terrible, but hopefully we'll turn the corner there with Peterson as a coach and uh, Trevor Lawrence coming into form. they got to turn the corner. I don't think it's this year, but maybe next year. Uh, Etienne, as you said, arguably the best back in last year's draft, coming off the torn Achilles. Numbers are good. A uh, lot of explosiveness. Um, it's, uh, I don't know about the RB1 standing, but in the I think he's here at number 18 or something. Yeah, 19 on the list of... Uh, Running backs, but you're saying for uh, RB2 value, it's good? Yep. Or RB, you think he can creep into RB1? That's right. He's RB2 value. He's going to creep into RB1. He's going to get to RB val- RB1 value by the end of the year. And my last one, Matt, and remember, we're, we're trying to be as well as being uh, hot take-ish too, right? So um, these are, and these, are the, these ones. Okay, my last one is a hot take as well. You want to know who's going to be the number one <laughs> fantasy player in 2022-23, Matt? Uh, I know who you're going to say. You are going to say Cooper Cup, or you're going to say uh, yep. CMC, or you're going to say Justin Jefferson. One of Justin those three. Jefferson, <laughs> the number one fantasy player in the league this year. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, we did talk about him briefly the other day, and... And and but I just I just this guy. Do you see this? What this guy's done in the last two years? You know, with with a with an anti-offense um, um, coach. It, this guy is going to erupt this year. He's going to go. He's going to go for two thousand yards. All right, and he's going to be Cooper Cup like. So there's my hot take. There, my number five bomb is Justin Jefferson, the number one fantasy performer in twenty twenty two twenty three. Head coach Kevin O'Connell coming out of the LA Rams Super Bowl champs as offensive coordinator. Is that going to help at all? <laughs> uh, I had in my note about the Vikings, I said those offensive weapons are going to be exceptionally productive again. I don't feel as good about the team, but in terms of Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, uh, Dalvin Cook, and of course the overpaid Kirk Cousins, uh, still the number 12 <laughs> fantasy quarterback. Justin D- Jefferson, uh, number two ranked. Uh, Adam Thielen, 32 years old, still ranked number 16. But I can see uh, just that team uh, horrible last year in terms of uh, their O-line and uh, just their record at 8-9 and nine underperforming. And they're in what's been dubbed a competitive rebuild. So they're not quite breaking it all the way down. But that's I completely agree. And that was actually on my list of uh, fantasy notes that I was going to bring up. for this. So I can see that package of skill position players having a huge year this year for the reasons I just identified. So I like... 
Justin Jefferson, as many do. So we're uh, is that it for the five fantasy? Five, that was great, five. John. Yeah, so there you go. I had some uh, mix of uh, running backs and wide receivers, etc. All right, so we went a little over on that. We're gonna. Uh, we you had a uh, yep. game pick for preseason. We wanted to get into, and then I just wanted to make a couple of notes about uh, that I had read about the Buffalo Carolina game tonight. Of course, Buffalo, arguably the best team in the NFL, John. And heading to Carolina, they've had five wins for each of the past three years. They're terrible. CMC is always injured, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, the Baker Mayfield deal should turn things around. But at face value, you go Bills versus Panthers preseason. Gee, I don't know. That's who's who's. What's the line going to be there? You would expect mm-hmm. the Bills to be favored, yep. but it's preseason, John. So, uh, looking at a note here on the Action Network, so the uh actually the panthers are favored by six it's in carolina but still come on what's going on here so uh it's actually interesting but the bills have won 10 straight preseason games john sort of sounds like our friends in baltimore doesn't it that we've been talking about Mm -hmm. uh since 2018 uh they're a six-point underdog josh allen isn't going to play baker mayfield is uh as the backup for the bills case keenum he will start for buffalo uh it the uh, it would be a completely different line, obviously, if this was week one of the regular season. Uh, obviously, because the Bills are everybody's favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. So these things, these factors in preseason, John, it's really not the priority to win the game for the most part. Uh, but we, you, you've talked about some of the other things that you can point to or focus in on for preseason games for purposes of making a bet. So I don't think you have a pick on the Bills game, but maybe you can touch on sort of where you do direct your attention. I know you've said in the past that you can learn a lot by listening to the coaches about what their strategy is for a given uh, preseason game, right? Yep. So that's my that's my favorite. You, you I mean, there's some fundamentals. You you do have to know the talent level of the, the third and fourth, you know, um, you know backups, if you will, uh, of the teams, including quarterback and stuff like that. But to me, uh, the number one thing is motivation. You have to have the team that's motivated to play well, motivated to win, not just evaluate players. So I look for key terms like that. Are you evaluating the roster? Are you focusing on this game? Are you? Uh, do you need to get somebody some reps? You know, starters are great. That's important. Tom Brady has to play. Okay, but listen, it's not going to be Tom Brady and the Buccaneers running through fourth, fourth. Um, you know, fourth string guys and at the end of the fourth quarter. You have to know who the third and fourth stringers are, okay? So that's that all said, uh, I like your your take on the on the on the Bills Panthers game, Matt. And there but there's a couple of games that, that sort of are, are, are interesting to me that are on that on that vein. One Sorry, can that, I just interject yeah, just to, yeah. just before you go? Uh, I didn't get to the punchline on that. So the Bills have won nine straight games in a row in the preseason where they are the underdog. So they've won straight up. They're nine and three over the last twelve, but they've won nine times in a row as underdogs. So, just if you want to factor that in, just about the mentality or the coach's attitude or how they approach the preseason, right. etc. But okay, so there's the Bills game. Go ahead with your stuff. So no, that that point is important because then you can just sort of you got that saying. Oh, oh, the Bills really care. We talked right. about Baltimore already. Are do they do they care as of tonight? As of today? Like so, you just go to Google, see what Mike McDermott has to say. Pardon me, Sean McDermott has to say, saying, yeah, we're really focused on this game because of X, Y, and Z reasons. Mm-hmm. You go to the Carolina coach, Matt Rule, and just find out some quotes saying, how, 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 are, they, how, are, they, how are they taking this game, right? And, and you, you might have some further answers. It confirms what you're saying about the Bills. 
So, so this is what I've looked at. All right, there's a couple of games that are out there. One that's it's gone now. You can't you can't bet it now. And that was um, Seattle versus the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Okay, Seattle. It's not gone, meaning it's not it's not bettable now. Earlier in the week, Seattle was like a three or four point favorite. Now they're like a seven point favorite. They're going to play everybody, including guys like uh, you know they've got a, a playoff. Uh, pardon me, a quarterback battle that's going on. Mm-hmm. So, so I, to me, that's not a recommendation. What I am recommending, okay, is L.A. Chargers are going to New Orleans tonight, okay? L.A. Chargers were favored in both their games. They lost them both, okay, including, including to the Cowboys, who are notoriously could care less about the preseason. <laughs> but they had a guy, a punt return, a kickoff return, this kind of stuff. What, did, what, what, what are the quotes that are coming out of the L.A. camp on this game tonight? This game's tonight, by the way. Los Angeles Chargers plus three. It's still there. We're focused on this game. Okay? So there's the term focused on this game, meaning they want to win this game. Okay? They, that's, that, I know it's broad and perhaps even specious to some. Like, whatever. Focused on this game. But that, if the mentality is there with the, with the team and the roster, they're focused on this game. Okay? So what does the other side say? What do the Saints say about all of this stuff? You know what some of the stuff that was coming out about the Saints in the last few days? Mm-hmm. We are still installing the offense and defense. <laughs> so to me, that's not a focus on this game. Yeah. They're installing the offense and defense, which is very noble and correct, frankly, to a lot of people. But the season's still two weeks away. What is it? What's today? Friday? So it's literally um, 16 days away for them. So why do they care about this game? They're installing the offense and defense. So um, to me, to me, that smells like Chargers are trying. The Saints are not going to try. They've worried about other things. And of course it can lose. But don't tell me the edge is not with the team uh, that's the underdog that uh, has a focus. at LA Chargers plus three tonight. Beautiful. Love it. Some good analysis, John. I'm interested to uh, see how that plays out. Uh, and, and yeah, it's interesting if you just sort of scratch the surface and you know what to look for, which you do from experience. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I, that, that's, that to me has shown some success for me in the past. They, you look around and sort of see what do they, what are these coaches? The motivation matters, right? I know that Tom Brady is better than, you know, Jameis Winston. I know that. Okay. You know, uh, like if, yeah, if Tom Brady plays the entire game tonight, they're going to win by 40. All right. Against whoever they're playing. But you know, so I, I just, I just, I think, you can have underdogs like like the Panthers, as you mentioned, um, uh, favorites, weird favorites as the Panthers, and 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 and, and since when are the Seahawks seven point favorites in Dallas? Like it's crazy. Well, there's a reason why because they're going to win, you know, and uh, and uh, and the sports books um, uh, have, have have pressed it like that. All right, great stuff, brother. I love it. Okay, five fantasy bombs from me. Five fantasy bombs from you and some intel on how fantasy works and also a great pick and some insight for tonight's game and some notes on the Bills game as well. So I love it. We are uh, done with our first NFL betcast. We're going to hit some MLB on the way out, John, but we're going to do uh, the betcast every Friday with the content that we talked about and then Tuesday will be a different area of focus, but still in the NFL we're pushing hard on this for the season. We're excited about it. There's a lot to get into, and we love uh, getting a little more granular on some of these things and and just the exercise of 
planning ahead, doing your own power rankings and the uh, rationale behind your fantasy structure, your fantasy draft structure and so on, and then seeing how it plays out week to week. And then the lessons that we take from the evolution through the course of the season, I think is an interesting exercise. And that's, and at least if nothing else (laughs) among the other value of it, uh, other uh, substantive merits of it is it's a great point, a starting point for a discussion, a great framework for a discussion for us. Right. Right. You mean we, we like football. We're going to say like, is this, did this team really play well the week before or yesterday or whatever, whenever you analyze the game before, how much can that be predictive? What do you do? Do you raise or, or, or drop their uh, their power rating if, if they win or lose the game? Like That's the conversation that we have. And, and if it becomes a, a good predictive analysis, then, you know, this is what we're here for. We're betting sports. We're mm-hmm. betting football and, um, and the, the essence of it, in my estimation. Beautiful. All right, John. Last night, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Jays, 6-1 on the road trip. Three and one against they the Yankees. Three and zero, six and one on the road trip through New York and Boston. Gotta love it. Swept the Red Sox last night. Uh, your thoughts coming out of the game? Gossman not his best start, but the offense got it done. How about the value of Matt Chapman to that defense and uh, and the other side of it, Bo? Uh, and then offensively, nice to see some guys making contributions. Uh, big game for Danny Jansen with his called shot. And uh, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, that was the key part. You mentioned all, all of those correct things, Matt. My favorite was the Chapman thing. Mm. You know, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm not. I'm sure I'm not atypical, but like it just goes to show you how important defense is. Defense is right. I, I, I think, I think it, it's nice to win a win a game. They had 15 hits last night, Matt. You know, so like the the defense won this game though. Yes, you know, absolutely. How confident, how confident and calm and confident that that. Uh, that uh, Chapman had to just step on third and throw it to first rather than scrambling and going home first and perhaps, you know, not getting that third out, that to me was everything. And that's why we got this guy. He single-handedly, to me, to me, won that game. I get everybody, the, the Jansen points and the Bichette points and, and all the points that you made, Matt, but I, the Chapman thing was most important, and I think it's, it, it, it's going to be a really exciting, what, five weeks, six, six weeks left to go in this in the season? How about uh, George Springer, John, and uh, yep. Guriel dipping a little bit, but uh, Kirky uh, still one of the leaders on on-base percentage, and uh, Manoa against, uh, how about against uh, Showtime at the Rogers Center? Is that going to be any good to watch? Yeah. So, uh, no, I, I think they've got to do some damage with, uh, with um, you know, with, with the Angels. Angels aren't much, as we've talked about many times, and no, no, they're uh, hopefully, hopefully that's uh, more, more sweep, uh, sweep country uh, is, uh, in my estimation. <laughs> sweep country. <laughs> Welcome to sweep country. Yeah, how about that? Did you see sleep country, sweep country. There you go. Hey, let's, uh, yeah. Alejandro Kirk sitting sixth in the American League, American League, John, in uh, on-base percentage. Alejandro Kirk. He's a young star in this league, let's face it. Yeah, Can you believe yeah. that? He's, How's that for an unlikely star? Yeah. They no. signed him for 25 grand. Yeah. He's li- he's likable too, you know. Aiden Hutchinson for the uh, Lions standing up and singing Billie Jean at the rookie show. Uh, starting off, like, I'm Aiden Hutchinson. I'm from uh, Michigan. Uh, my signing bonus is $18 million. <laughs> Alejandro Kirk out of Mexico got 25 grand. And look at him now. And the, the 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 good thing is that he's a good citizen. That makes that that warms me, frankly. You know that uh, that uh, Hutchinson does that kind of stuff. It's just uh, that's what you got to do, right? You you know you played high level football, Matt. You get it. You know you you end up being wacky and silly with your teammates. Alejandro Kirk, fifth in the American League in batting average, John. Mm-hmm. 
What, what odds would you have given me on that at the beginning of the year? No, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be part of the field. You, nobody would even know. No one would have that. odds on him, no, right? No, exactly. He's just, he's, no, nobody would have heard of him. You know? When you say the field, you're not joking. You mean that's I'm the serious. term, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, what is it like? How does that work? They say they, they give been, you the guys. They and would then, give you, let's say, 50 guys. Alejandro Kirk wouldn't be on there. He'd be with the other whatever... Three hundred players in the uh, uh, that would that could that could compete for the for the for the for the batting crown, and it would be something like um, the favorites are what you know five to one, ten to one, twenty to one. The field would be something like that. So you wouldn't there'd be no value on getting him if you put him as an individual. He'd be thousand to one, right? <laughs> How about what if I know I get carried away with this? What if I told you that what odds would you have given me to have two blue two Blue Jays? at the end of the year in top 10 in batting average in the American League and they would not include Bobachet or Vladdy Guerrero or you know whoever else uh, uh, Teoscar Hernandez or, or what have you but it would instead be Alejandro Kirk and Lourdes Gurriel <laughs> yeah. top 10 in the American League in batting average at the end of the year hey yeah. mind blowing yeah. come on John no it's um, unthinkable yeah, that's what it is and, and <laughs> listen in the end Matt you know uh, he is he, he has become a very very important person a very very important player on this team you know and he's gonna get paid i guess he's got to wait a lot while to get paid but uh no no, no. kirky uh, yeah yeah a few more years yeah. vladdy eighth in the al in ops john springer 11th kirk 13th sorry 12th 8 11 and 12 those three dudes in ops which is probably the most important stat right is it forgot we, we forgot to talk about your boy though matt did you see your the slide from uh Biggio last night Oh, that, that to me isn't that one of the other things that won them the game. I don't, totally. I don't, I don't mean to go off the OPS discussion. No, no, but, but I love Vigio. We, we talked know. about we talked about all these all these things, and that those aren't these aren't Vladdy three run homers we're talking about here. We're talking about little things like the Vigio slide, like the Chapman defense, and and I mean, and uh, just in general, like there there there's lots of things piling up for this team, and they've got to um, they've got to do a little bit. Uh, they've got they've got to sustain this is what i'm trying to say yeah the path in the playoffs doesn't look like much fun does it hopefully they get in there and even if they do it's like all right we made it okay let's play tampa bay to start and then (laughs) after that if we win if we get by tampa bay who's ahead of them in the standards currently and always pulls these rabbits out of their hat every year uh then we get to play houston when we're done with that or potentially the yankees uh so yeah Yeah. it's gonna be tough but hopefully get hot at the right time that's really the biggest uh factor isn't it most of the time who can get hot at the right part right time of the year right and, and, and well, you know, you know, that's how that's how I feel, Matt. You've always, I've always said that. It's just you know, it, it, you just have to sustain yourself until now. The rest of it is just talk to me. You know, at the at a certain, you got to have good quality. And I think we were very uh, correct when we murdered them last year for the weak uh, weak bullpen. But um, and that's what it ended up costing them, if you recall. Yeah. Now it just looks like just. A, a form cycle that it just lands well when they're running into freight trains like the Rays or the Astros, as you've mentioned. Exactly. So it's all, uh, it seems crazy, but uh, hopefully we're rounding into shape at the right time of the year. All right, we're up against the clock. we got to go. We uh, Great job today, John. Wasn't that fun, Matt? That was great stuff. NFL, NFL Betcast number one. Soon to be NFL Betcast live, but uh, lots to look forward to. Remember, everyone, we're doing this for fun, so remember to bet responsibly and never bet more than you'd be okay with losing. Remember to have fun with it. That's really the point. Uh, we are out for now. We're back at you on Tuesday with the weekend recap and uh, looking ahead to the week in the NFL. But we are out for now. Great job today, John. Thanks, Peace. Matt. That was great. Yeah, appreciate it.